Hi, I'm Dr. Lydia Brandt, and I'm Associate Professor of Art History at the University of South Carolina. This is Historically Complex, a guided tour of the South Carolina Statehouse grounds. Brought to you by Historic Columbia with a grant from South Carolina Humanities. This series is designed for you to listen to anywhere, in your car, in your house, or ideally on the Statehouse grounds themselves. You can also follow along at historiccolumbia.org monuments for an interactive map, historical photographs, or more information. I'll give you clues about what to look at and where to go. You can listen to this first episode as you're making your way to the front of the South Carolina State House on the north side of the building. This podcast series will introduce you to some of the monuments and buildings on the South Carolina Statehouse grounds that I've gotten to know over the past two years, researching and writing a guidebook, which will be published by the University of South Carolina Press in May 2021. I've dug through newspapers, letters, photographs, and maps to understand this amazingly complex site. In a lot of ways, the South Carolina Statehouse grounds looks a lot like other public spaces across America. There's a big, impressive building at the center. It has columns on it that recall back to ancient Greece and Rome. It's surrounded by a park that has paths and trees and monuments. All in all, the South Carolina Statehouse grounds covers 22 acres and has more than 40 buildings and monuments. But one of the things that I found most interesting in my research is what you don't see. to think about the South Carolina Statehouse grounds as an onion. On the outside of the onion, you have the most obvious and, frankly, the toughest layer. These are the physical or tangible things that you see in almost every public space. The monuments, the buildings, even the paths feel like they've been there forever. They're so familiar, sometimes we walk right past them without asking any questions about them. This podcast will encourage you to go slower, to observe, and to start to see relationships between the physical parts of this landscape and to ask questions about why they're there. And that gets us to the second layer of this onion. Human beings made all the decisions over time about what this place should look like, what style those buildings should be, who those monuments should be dedicated to, and where those paths should lead. The intentions and desires that South Carolinians have had over time to recognize certain things, certain people, certain ideas. Once you peel back that outside physical layer, what the monuments and buildings look like, and then you peel back the motivations and intentions, all the decisions that people made to put them there, then you can get to the core of the onion. What did this mean? What was the goal of these physical objects? What were the impressions or emotions or effects that the people who paid for these monuments and built these buildings hoped visitors would have? You see, monuments tell us more about the moment that they're built than the moment that they commemorate. By looking closely at a monument or building, and understanding the original intentions behind those decisions that made them look the way they do, monuments and public spaces like the Statehouse grounds that seem to chronicle history actually tell us more about how people want us to use the past than about the past itself. 
monuments like those on the Statehouse grounds are made decades after the events that they commemorate. They're attempts by people to use the past to make statements about the present. They're never free of bias, and they're often more about the people who wrote the checks or the laws for the monuments than they are about the people that they physically represent. By peeling back the layers of this onion, we can also see the layers that we've added on top of them and ask if they still represent our interpretation in the 21st century of the past. When we look at a monument like the Confederate Monument standing in front of the South Carolina Statehouse grounds in the 21st century, we think very different things than the people that would have looked at it in the 1870s when it was first erected. Our memories of the Civil War, something we never lived through, are very different from those who had just lived through it. Think about some of your earliest and dearest memories. They're not always the same, and you've shaped them over the course of your lifetime as you've gotten further and further from the original event. You've reconsidered what things look like, what things smelled like, what things meant to you then, and what they mean to you now. So the layers of the Statehouse grounds are what we see, people's motivations and intentions behind the things that you see, and then the core, what they thought all of this would mean, what they hoped all of this would make people feel. Over time, that core gets deeper and deeper, more and more complex, as people's ideas about the past commemorated in these monuments change over time. But in addition to looking at what's obvious, that tough outer layer that seems to never change, we also need to ask questions about what we don't see. Just like people make decisions to put things in public spaces, they also make decisions not to put things in public spaces. For one thing, there's very few women recognized here. There are a few female figures, but they're used to represent women in general. There are also a very few Black people represented on the grounds. This is particularly surprising, considering that for most of South Carolina's history, more Black people have lived here than white people. So when you don't have that outside physical layer, you start to ask questions about the inner layers. Why did the people who made the decisions about what this space looked like not include representations of women or African Americans? And how does that affect the center of the onion, what this place meant, to the people who built it, but also what it means to us today. In a public space where laws are made, a center of power, there's always a layer about race. The goal of this podcast is to help you look closely at the Statehouse grounds and to read the monuments and understand them in their original historical context. We hope that this empowers you to come to your own conclusions about what they mean to you. In the next episode, we'll start diving into the history of the Statehouse and start going through the monuments one by one to peel back the layers and understand not only what we're seeing, but also what we're not seeing. All the decisions that were made to put them there and the motivations and intentions behind those decisions for what these things would mean. I'm Dr. Lydia Brandt, and this is Historically Complex, brought to you by Historic Columbia, the grant from South Carolina Humanities. Start episode two when you're standing in front of the South Carolina State House with your back to the Confederate Monument, looking at the building and the monument to George Washington. I'll see you then.
This podcast was written by me, Lydia Brandt, Associate Professor of Art and Architectural History at the University of South Carolina. It was produced by Jake Irwin. The music was composed and performed by Jake Irwin. 